Hi guys and welcome to the Rookie Numbers podcast. My name is Aman and I'm Neela. And this is a podcast where we discuss gaming, some news, some gaming news and like just tech news in general. So today's episode is going to be about the Xbox event which happened a week back. I get it we're a week late but deal with it. Come on. It's lockdown. Things are allowed. Yeah, I know right. So the Xbox event touched like released a good few bunch of new game like uh, gameplays and trailers and stuff so the first game which uh, the first game which they spoke about was halo it was like right out the window right they, they straight up came with the halo which is pretty my favorite, nice actually. like before we dive into halo like my favorite part of the event was they called every uh, xbox and pc game an xbox launch exclusive and that felt cute yeah like yeah was... you think i'm gonna play that on my xbox i mean to be fair I wouldn't mind playing it on an Xbox, but like PC is superior. Halo without mouse and keyboard. Now, after playing MCC on the on the PC, I don't know, man. I tried playing Halo Five on the Xbox again, and it was not great. I haven't had the opportunity to play Halo Five on the Xbox, so I can't really speak for that. So anyway, yeah, let's get true. into the topics that we have here today. So okay, so. Halo Infinite. What do you think? I I okay. So Halo MCC is launching. Uh-huh. Like it is a collection of the six like the big six games, right? But what really yeah. annoys me with that, like I agree, they're going from through the chronological route, going uh-huh. from Halo Reach one, two, three, ODST and stuff like that. But what really annoys me is that there isn't going to be a Halo Five on the PC. See, that's true, and technically it's a big part of the story. but it was kind of a flop so i think they're trying to like dig it under it was also kind of inconsequential to the story because they are like individual adventures fair enough but to a person who like me who hasn't played halo 5 it's i don't really know how the story is going to proceed in that sense and where is halo infinite situated on the whole chronology so uh, i looked it up and apparently it starts off after the events of halo 5 and uh, like after the events of halo 5 in a kind of disconnected sense because it's on a different halo planet so like you're not going to be missing out much although like i found halo 5 graphics pretty good and these kind of like people had thoughts on it saying that uh, the graphics of halo infinite look like combat evolved from back in what 1997 or 2000 but i don't think so Like it's still out of release and it look, looks pretty good. Ha! Huh, I mean the the build you're looking at was apparently a January build. Mm, I think so. Like the the devs got a lot of stick for this, saying that um, this looks like a 2000 game. Why do, why should I have to pay extra for it, etc., etc. You know how game how game boys get. <clears throat> so. the devs came out and said guys chill this is like this is like a very old kind of um developer edition or something what do you call it build of dev build, build is the now the more you know the more you know indeed so let's look at some things which came up after the xbox event one of them was the obviously the free to play multiplayer on series x that which was great kind of honestly. insane not gonna lie like with, with the history of doing the whole pay to play to win like pay to play multiplayer to like earn money this feels like one of those things where they're trying to tell people please come come by the series yeah. x please i mean 
think of it this way xbox xbox 360 was the console which started pay to play online because even yeah. the playstation counterpart the ps3 did not have it back then and that was a big selling point for the ps3 i feel placed is that it obviously it also brings the point that there are more hackers on ps3 because you don't need to pay online and people are obviously less likely to hack on paid stuff but then again the that was where they started off and from them to shift shift to a very free free to play multiplayer is a is a very big deal i feel which also like unless you have something else i'll go into the next point which i would like to link to this too the only question is is this like a holistic change for the series x where they say that game like game developers can decide if you want free to play multiplayer on your game or is it just for halo is it one of those um pixel things that this can only be on these games that belong to us fair enough that will be a good like good direction in the country because the microsoft feels involved. like a very good guy company right now with their whole um, you know giving gamers what they want on series x but they've done some shady shit in the past yeah of course yeah so talking about where i was going to go with this is if they are making the multiplayer free to play that means they must have a lot of faith in their career mode like campaign mode i mean it's a, it's going to be a lot larger than 5 it is going to be a lot larger than 5 but because of this it's like it speaks that they know that their campaign is so powerful that it will drive the sales or obviously uh, another thing that was announced was the battle pass system right uh-huh. so either they're banking too much on battle pass and micro transactions which i don't like like how that goes or they're confident with their campaign mode i think they're trying to do what um, all these like all the fps shooters did in the last few years like the way rainbow six siege does it or in fact even apex or fortnite except the battle royale games uh but how just having seasons and having battle passes just the new route of making money through games i honestly don't really like this route that most of the companies are going through which is the battle pass gate this is more of a games as a service thing and i really dislike the whole concept games as a service like it's kind of weird because at one point we can like we like the xbox game pass which is literally games as a subscription service that you don't own your games but at the same time this kind of a movement makes you feel like it's kind of predatory where you have to pay for like little things to get it's still free to play but okay the con- I, i'll i'll actually contradict your point on xbox game pass being more of a ranking games okay fine you don't own the game but you rent them and you uh-huh. can play them the whole selling point of it is you don't need to play full pay, pay full price for the games which you might not like you can try them out and then after you your subscription ends you might as well then go and buy it i mean like i find value in uh, xbox game pass only when you get something like um a story mode game that you want to finish in a month but don't want to pay full price for or you want to play multiple games in that one month because if i'm playing something that is majorly online and that i'm going to own for a long time i would rather just buy the game obviously like the merits of game pass are kind of hanging in the balance based on like what kind of games they put in there fair Okay so wait let's come back to Halo first what was your thought on like the like what was your th- thought on the first look with the gameplay and everything the first look did look like uh combat evolved not gonna lie but also the first thing that i noticed 
I don't know if it's in the later Halo games or not, but what were the hit markers? I don't know how impactful the hit markers are going to be. All right, so those things when you shoot. Yeah, the like when you hit somebody with your guns or like whatever, it it shows a little cross, right? That's uh, it. I don't think that was there in C. Like I don't think that was there even in Halo Five. Okay, so my whole gripe with that is. <laughs> A, are they having it just in single player or B, do they have it in multiplayer as well? What's the problem with having it in multiplayer either? Okay, the problem with having it in multiplayer is so that is the com- like that is a difference between what how Call of Duty does it versus how other games like well uh, CSGO does it, right? CSGO does not have hit markers. It leads to a much more I mean strategic gameplay in which suppose there's a smoke, right? You can't just spam through it knowing that you're hitting someone. It's more realistic in that sense. Whereas in Call of Duty, you know right when you've hit someone. And like to quote Rainbow Six Siege again, they have hit markers, but not in the in the same way. They have hit markers for when you kill someone. Killing someone is fine. I mean, you get the kill medal or whatever in the scoreboard as well. So that's not that much of a gripe. My gripe would be the hit markers and some expansion on whether it's just single player or both multiplayer because kind of broken in multiplayer, not gonna lie. Well, we'll see. Maybe they only put it in a dev build and maybe they take it out in the end. Who knows? They look pretty polished though. I don't think they'll take it out. Probably, yeah. I have a feeling that they do that kind of stuff to show, like show the power of the console, like or the power of the graphics engine they've got running. I really don't think they'll, they're pushing the power of the console with those graphics. Like, I'm not even like... <laughs> true. That's true. Okay. Um. So, wait. Let's get some context here. You have played... Uh, what Halo games have you played so far? I have played Reach. I played the old CE. And uh-huh. I'm currently going through the CE on PC. The remaster. So, you the haven't played... The MCC. I haven't played 2, 3, ODST okay. or 4. Or five. Okay, so you haven't played a single Halo game that was made by made by three four three. So, um, like I have mostly like in my recent memory, I've played Halo four five, which were the two games made by I think. Yeah, it's just yeah, the, four and five made by just four and yeah. five. Yeah, so I remember like my most recent memory was playing Halo four and Halo five on the Xbox, and uh, I had played Halo's uh, Combat Evolved back in what seventh grade. It was like 10 years ago, at least. Um, and like at that time, I didn't really get the story because I was not really paying attention. I was just busy shooting grunts. Of course. And missing, knowing you. I tried, okay. Of course. Anyway, going on. Yeah, so I realized after getting on the internet that 343 apparently didn't do a great job of making the Halo games. And Bungie had it right all along. Uh, but like... The point is, is like with Halo Infinite, the kind of vibe they had was a very Bungie-like vibe. They were like, there were very obvious comparisons to get like Combat Evolved and in not just the graphical way. In the way that the story was told and the story was built, uh, people called it like the spiritual successor to Combat Evolved. And if they're doing that, they're moving away from the Halo 4 and Halo 5 vibe, which was more... Um, which was less about Master Chief and more about Cortana and about like everything happening around him. Like, in fact, in Halo 5, Master Chief is not even the main player of the game. I feel like if they come back with Halo Infinite, that'd be pretty cool. 
while talking about bungee destiny 2 beyond light of course i mean is this negative content destiny 2 says we so, have okay, too much so, content yeah aman so putting it into perspective so the end game of destiny i i don't think you have played destiny to that much so i'll i'll touch on it a bit is the end game of destiny is this thing called raids right it's a six player long mission in which you need coordination and like trust and what what not am i right there were a lot of raids like there were uh, every planet kind of sort of had one raid and now what they're doing is they're removing planets in and they aren't replacing planets they are removing planets they're removing i guess three planets which means they're removing three raids and adding one maybe in the future but say they're adding so the literal weapons which used to drop there won't be obtainable hmm and to me in a looter shooter okay so let me draw a comparison to pokemon theek hai sure you know the whole scandal with pokemon shield sword and shield mm-hmm. in which their like their jingo changed from got a catch em all to got to catch most of them where they dropped a bunch of their old pokemons because they couldn't make sprites for them wait what really so the reason why game freak dropped off a lot of their old pokemons was they didn't want to invest into making 3d sprites for them again but like didn't they do that with a lot of games already they don't reuse content they're amazingly well at that they find good content and don't reuse it ever again great well so much for originality huh i don't even know so coming back to destiny so they have the seasonal thing right again this goes okay. back to destiny being free to play but pay for added content so they have this last year was the whole shadow keep thing which added four seasons okay and the, you can only get the seasonal content by paying for the expansion all right which is how they're going in beyond light as well but isn't beyond light also a part of game pass Beyond Light is also a part of Game Pass, which I was, yeah, which is pretty amazing. It gives me more uh, reason to join Game Pass, but it's also one of those things where, if it's a year's worth of content, you can't just finish it in a month. Of course, you're, you're, the whole point is you stay subscribed to it for the whole year. But wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to negative content. So I have like another main focus of like another main mechanic I want to say in Destiny is the whole thing about sunsetting. Now what is sunsetting? This has happened one once before. It has happened multiple times before to be very fair. So what happened last year was when Shadow Keep launched, they they redid the whole uh modifying of weapons. So previously how it used to work was the like a weapon has innate modifiers which can't be changed. And then what happened was after Shadow Keep they started launching newer like newer weapons started dropping. on which you could put additional modifiers so effectively like custom modifiers like you could have a uh you could have a weapon which uh had additional ammo or whatever 
had kill clip which meant if you kill somebody if you reload you get more damage on the next kill or whatever i don't even remember so the whole thing was the older weapons no matter how hard you grinded for them how hard the perfect rolls were they weren't usable anymore because there were definite like definite upgrades and that is happening again with beyond light but isn't that just an incentive for you to grow and get new weapons and not stick to old ones okay so coming from me i play grinding games a lot coming from me it is it is really unfun to grind a thing for whole 3 months and then the next month it will be like no you can't use it anymore it's just not viable that much you need to grind another weapon which will take you 2 months to grind and then 2 weeks to use just to realize oh wait new season again how other games do how other games handle this like currently i'm playing path of exile it has the whole league system like season system as well how that controls it it lets you play those characters which you have in the other seasons in a different league in which you can compete with all the characters of every league there so give us that option let us play with people who don't want to upgrade let people grind leviathan because they have fun on it please say keep different versions of the meta on the game so that you can just play the meta you like yeah i mean that is not really a solution but that is kind of why what will work i guess i don't know that's just a gripe i have and now yeah of course it coming to game pass is a big deal yes. big selling point for both game pass or majorly just game pass on so, my kidding so well bethesda 2 is a very popular uh free to play game so it is number 6 on the on steam charts right now as we speak i think a lot of it has been fueled by the um by the announcement right but but even still like it's still one of the biggest free to play games considering it's a looter shooter that's free to play and is by a pretty number known nine, company number 9 never mind close enough that gives a lot of cred going for it of course and it's currently in like uh like it's in its life cycle i don't get how games like team fortress 2 are still on the top charts of steam well team fortress 2 had its day huh it's still going on it's about destiny 2 it's surprising honestly it's filled with hackers though right now last i heard if everybody is hacking is anybody <laughs> fair enough so okay so at at this point every year after bungie leaving blizzard Bungie has had one like last year it came to steam big uh-huh. boost in numbers Where this year it's coming to game pass so just before that it was show? just on blizzard show okay after that it implemented an amazing amazing feature which is cross save so you can just uh, get your saves from blizzard and play them on steam yes i i can hop on blizzard.net right now and play it there i can hop on xbox right now and play with my friends right there with my same save file and tomorrow i can come back on pc and progress from there wow that's pretty cool i can play with anybody on xbox tomorrow if i just have an xbox with my same character that's pretty cool i didn't know that yeah it's pretty amazing i don't think any other game does that i i i don't know of a game so that might some games might do that like crossplay is being implemented we lock cross save we'll see well let's see and coming from the direction which bungie is going at okay so the moment bungie left blizzard everybody was like yeah bungie good activision bad <laughs> of course bungie good blizzard bad of course right but the whole the, the reality of it it is it's not that both corporates 
the board yeah, like well, of course but i meant it's not that good of a thing in the sense negative content because they don't i don't know they don't have the manpower i don't get it how do you not have enough space for your content on the game like i don't think it's not about space okay so what they said was they don't it's not about space having the content for the content it's about them keep wanting to keep updating it for and patching bugs and fixing errors and what not so let me put it into slight so perspective the, okay. okay i'm sorry i'm cutting you off but let me put it into slight perspective there is a weapon in destiny 2 this weapon is called telesto it is the most broken weapon of the game it breaks every single patch because it has a weird interaction what it does is you shoot the weapon it goes somewhere and it sticks there and then explodes after a bit it's sort of a sticky grenade but not really so it has broken every single destiny patch so i get the point of them not wanting to fix things like this in heaven's old content like age old content home like three players are playing but those three players like to play that i think come on i think they're kind of trying to like not become a no man's sky no man's sky is doing pretty well right now that's true but like the the kind of response no man's sky had in the starting was yay this is a great game and then when it launched people were just like how do i play this and then people picked up on it much later like i think no man's sky has become like a sleeper hit right now but it took a while to get started in no man's sky in the developers defense the developers have been doing an amazing job at it that's true that's true taking like, nothing away from them they have been doing hitting it on the nail with the beyond expansion of course yes like i loved the concept of the game i always wanted to play it but i just never got around to it and i've been following it ever since and they've been coming out with great stuff they just didn't have a lot of you like a lot of users in the starting so i think they're trying to like prevent being becoming too large yeah which is fair i guess but i don't think they should start with like striking off three planets directly so what they said was they'll strike it off and then bring it as a new season content content by like remaking it place it rather than yeah really sure then again bungie is a small indie developer i mean it is kind of right it they they did they did become big with halo but really they have like parted off with microsoft ever since and you know what happens to com- like developers when they get, get away from microsoft i mean honestly they got picked up by activision which i don't think is a bad deal in any way well i guess that's fair from a complete like business standpoint it's really not a bad deal that's fair i guess if i was making a game i won't mind being picked up by activision That's true. I won't Except... be like shit man, Activision. <laughs> yeah, you won't be like these corporate shells. You'll just be like ah, giving me the money, yes. Of course. So And thank God, Epic didn't buy it. What? What? Above we talking about ethics here? I didn't hear this conversation went there. Anyway, you okay. have anything on Destiny? Hmm, nothing on Destiny, but something about studios trying. Let's talk about the sad story of Lionhead. For the uninitiated, Lionhead Studios. was um the creators the developers of fable 1 2 and 3 and why this is important because microsoft unveiled the first ever look at fable the new game they haven't called it anything other than just fable so i'm hoping it will be a a successor i guess 
But I was all speculation at this point. Yeah, it's all speculation, but I'm really, really hyped for it. I played all the Fable games, and I felt extremely sad when Lionhead died out. And I know the whole story behind it. And I kind of have a feeling that Xbox got like Microsoft got their way after all these years. Um, so what happened was. um fable 4 was being made in like 2016 or 2015 after the um uh, after the kind of flop show that fable 3 was i like to be fair i loved fable 3 just people didn't so lionhead was making another fable game but microsoft apparently allegedly kept pushing them to make a game like elder scrolls online or gta 5 which has a expanding online system which goes beyond the story so that the game could stay on the shelves for a longer time but fable just wanted to make a linear storyline and thus microsoft just canceled out their project and lionhead felt felt so hard and lost as they had to shut down like there was like very early notes where they were talking about how they envisioned fable 4 which was a very uh, you know how fallout like cities in fallout are like fallout 3 fallout 4 not fallout 4 but like so um more industrial more um i don't know what the word is but more crass than fable 3 more real because fable 1 2 and 3 are very fantasy oriented fable games fortune is a... fable fortune is a card game i think card game yeah yeah so i remember back in the day fable 4 was supposed to be a like a darker version of fable 3 and a more like realistic version of it and i was really hyped for it and then it just didn't happen so something interesting which i'm just reading is uh fable fortune the okay so lionhead studios was shut down in 2016 and then fable released fable fortune as in, and then uh, wait my bad and then lionhead developers launched a kickstarter campaign to crowdfund fable fortune which was apparently in development prior that's kind of cool Fable Fortune I tried to get into it but couldn't really I feel collectible card games the crowd for it is a very niche yeah like love it or hate it kind yeah i think they made their target audience really happy and that's fine probably did in fact uh, even like microsoft tried to do something called fable the Lo- like fable the journey or something like that which was only connect back when they were trying to push the connect platform fun days huh the connect was anyway that's not delve too let's, much into yeah no so yeah i think i we don't have a lot to talk about fable right now except there's a lot of expectations riding on it for it to be like my hope is that they do go for a linear storyline with some aspect of online linear in what sense linear as in the storyline doesn't like your actions don't affect No, I mean the way Fable has been, where your actions do affect the story, but not have it be like I don't want it to have like a pay-to-play, pay-to-win model. Okay, that the right. expansion right. model. Like I don't want. I wanted to have a store, like a campaign mode, as it were. Okay, so to me, a Fable pleb. Does mm-hmm. Fable have a a linear storyline like in Undertale? Undertale. Yeah. No, like um. Actually, yeah, but not that extreme. Like Undertale is very extreme in its non-linear storylines. With Fable, you can do different things and still come to the same conclusion. 
and there are not as many endings. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think Undertale takes like the concept of non-linear storytelling and pushes it to the extreme, which is pretty great for the game. But like Fable 1 and 2 hit home with the audience because it had a, it had a storyline going on for it. At the same time, like everything from your looks to your um, like very materialistic things to the kind of choices you had were very um, dependent on like your game just got harder or easier based on your choices Fair enough. to an extent like if you were a good guy you would probably have less control over your as when you become king you would have less control over your people but you would have more allies so when there's a there's no mutiny or if there is you have easier ways to fight it if you're evil you can control with an iron fist it's kind of like that Fair enough. So, talking about an Iron Fist, do we have anything that segues into Iron Fist? Yeah, nothing. So, we go into Grounded. So, we go to Grounded indeed. Grounded? 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 The early access of Grounded just launched. Uh-huh. And it's doing amazingly. There's 1 million players in 48 hours. Yeah, that's amazing. That's... And I was... Wow, okay. Huh, I didn't. I didn't get to play but I was looking at the gameplay and it looks really nice. So, okay, so to be uninitiated, I'll tell you how it is. Right, Amar, hear me out. So, it's like, it's similar to Ark in the way that you need to, like, it's a typical survival game, right? And you need to, like, you have, there are bugs which you need to kill and then you can climb around the backyard. And it's really cool in how they designed the backyard. Okay, so there's a camera propped up in the in the backyard, and there's a wire running down it. You can actually climb on the wire and walk all the way up, which is really cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and then there are small bugs in there, and you, there are multiple things you can collect, and then you can research to craft, which is really nice. You can really build up wow, your base nice. in that sense. Yeah, it's really That's... cool. You know the whole uh, backyard vibe gives me the feel of uh, do you like do you, did you play the Rainbow Six Siege Christmas event? I think it was no, last I year. So uh, the Christmas event was basically a hostage mission on the presidential plane map, where um, all of you are dressed in pink and in the hostage is uh, a bear instead of a person, and basically the plane is like a toy plane inside a girl's room. And that room is in the house map. Nice. So when you walk out, you are basically in the environment of the house map and you're going inside a toy plane. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, the whole meta was like, <clears throat> the everybody loved that mode and it lasted a total of two weeks and people were livid after it was gone. There were actual petitions for that to be the entire game. Anyway, let's come back here to ground. So... Yeah, so Grounded kind of gives me that feeling just taken to level 100. It's, it's really cool. And something which I really appreciated by the developers was they said there will be monthly updates, which uh-huh. I don't see a lot of companies doing. Also, I think one, one of the big reasons why Grounded is doing so well is because of its trailer. Yeah, it's really cool, huh? Cyberpunk mention? The Cyberpunk mention just got them all the audience. It so was everyone really cool. who it was a real nice like tipping your hat moment. Yes, everything like people who love cyberpunk are looking at it, going, "How dare they insult cyberpunk?" And then they're like, "Yeah, that's a cool game." 
and everyone who hates like everyone who hates the fact that they have to wait for cyberpunk are just like yeah i get that i get that <laughs> i'm still waiting still waiting man 3 months more yeah. almost there fam almost there unless unless they delay it let's not <sighs> yeah let's uh cd project red if you're listening please please don't please don't delay it again we'll cry <laughs> and talking about early access games being somewhat broken uh let's talk about hello neighbor 2 hello neighbor 2 hello neighbor 2 like when i first saw the trailer for hello neighbor 2 i thought it was a very weird game and i did i found interesting but in a way where i would play it for 30 minutes and not look at it again because i'd be done with it but then i realized that the ai just learns by itself and kind of works based on what you have played before so it gets harder as the game continues i really like that aspect it's really interesting and like i played i haven't played hello neighbor 1 or the game that came in between so i was going in completely uninitiated so when i found out there's an alpha one which is free to play i picked it up and i played it for like a good 3 hours the fact is um the game is kind of hard and kind of scary because there's you're trying to get into a guy's house yeah you can you're trying to get into a guy's house take a key from his um take a key from the top floor of his house which is all locked up and then open a door which lets out one of your friends i didn't It's watch the whole entire scene i'm sorry but yeah that's basically the game except this guy will chase you and throw you out and when he throws you out all the items you've collected will just scramble in different places so every time you get thrown caught and thrown out you basically just um you basically lose all your items and you have to find all your items again the problem is if you find the key and you're holding the key and he throws you out the key is just in a random place on the map so is that intended <laughs> I am not sure but if it is that's a pretty hard game to play. Um so one of the parts like I don't and taking nothing away from the developers and they're still working on it so I'm pretty sure this will be fixed. But a lot of the times the guy who was chasing me and the guy who was supposed to be looking around his house just gets stuck on one of his actions. He's just like opening a door closing it again for a good 40 minutes. So I used to just throw garbage bags at him, place a camera in his house, get out, chill for a while, and then he would find out. I mean, it it will probably like figure fun. out that you're doing that. That's the whole concept, right? And Eventually, you won't yeah. be able to do that again. No, but yeah, but I realized that once you place a camera in the house and it's just not on the ground, he does not notice. It's a weird voyeuristic thing where you're looking into the guy's house you're you're placing cameras inside his guy's this guy's house watch him do his work and then you are like placing different spyware everywhere it's it's kind of weird I felt weird doing it but it was a lot of fun Sounds like a fun game You know what else is a fun game Are we going to talk about Psychonauts Psychonauts <laughs> Psychonauts 2 So, yeah, it, so I haven't played Psychonauts one. I have not either. I have heard a lot about it. It seems really fun. It seems the kind of game I'd like to play 
when I'm drunk. That that would be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. Would be fun yes. There are so many platformers this event, right? There's Psychonauts 2. There is yeah. Everwild. Everwilds, I guess. I don't know if it was a pl- if it was a platformer. And those Fantasy Star Online. Fantasy Star Online is not a platformer. That's a whole. It wasn't. Okay. Fantasy Star Online is an MMORPG. Oh right! It was the <laughs> the game which was hyped up in the East. Yes. yes, it was an. It's Fantasy Star Online was an amazing hit in the East. It's finally coming to Steam and to to English language, and I'm so hyped for that because I'm big on MMORPGs, which I can waste my life in. <laughs> of course. And the biggest part about this is it's not pay to win at all. What do pay to win like not pay to win M- MMORPGs even look like these days? Like, paint me a picture. Path of Exile is not pay to win. Destiny is not pay to win. It's pay to play, as in pay to play further. Mm-hmm. But it's not pay to win. You can still hang in PvP. That's fair, actually. Yeah. But are you really getting forward in the game if you're not doing that? Like, if you're just playing PvP, there is a lot of free content. So every season pass brings a lot of free content as well. Hey, that's good on them. So okay, so in MMORPGs, how non-pay-to-win things work is that you can grind for every single thing in the game. There is it's nothing behind the paywall. Pay. Yeah, I I mean not uh, even a lot of MMORPGs don't implement the easier if you can pay aspect like. Like I hate going back on it again and again, but like Path of Exile, real money trade is a very bad thing. Like it's very looked down to in the community. You can't buy actual currency of the game, which people get by trading or farming. Right. Fair enough, I guess. So I'm really looking forward to PSO2. It's going to come to Steam finally. Yes, and after that. Random stray into PSO2. Let's talk about Psychonauts. Yeah. So the entire gray, like the entire trailer, was to put in two words: an acid trip. And turns out Psychonauts One was also a huge acid trip. And honestly, like it was a platformer, but like contrary to most platformers, it's like it's kind of weird, right? Um. It does not feel. It didn't feel like a 3D platformer until we saw gameplay footage. I mean, the 3D like aspects it, of it look pretty nice, though. Yeah, it it felt really good. Like I meant that in a good way, where the games feel so great on graphics. Yeah, true, 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 true. Like it just felt. It just felt really like like fresh to watch that even platformers and stuff like that are getting better at graphics because generally the thing is that is. Games like Tomb Raider and like Forza Motorsport or Last of Us get great graphic, get realistic graphics, and the games that look indie and like look platformy just stay there or stay at that particular wall until they get a graphics upgrade. So it felt like it felt refreshing to see that all kinds of games were getting a good graphics upgrade. I mean, their art style screams cartoon, though. True, but that's. Kind of the vibe they're going for, right? And even Fair the cartoons enough. feel pretty high-end. Fair enough. They don't feel trashy because cartoons have a tendency to look trashy even if they aren't. Fair enough. Mm, okay, let's move to our next 
like top highlight which was outer worlds dlc fell on goblin so have you been following outer worlds at all? i really have not i'm not big on the fallout games so i sort of was like a eh, to obsidian i have actually wait i've actually almost never played an obsidian game which is kind of sad and i feel like a gaming noob right now but outer worlds was one game that i saw on steam uh randomly and i felt like yeah this is a great game and i just put it on my wish list waiting for it and after that when i saw this uh, dlc when i saw the dlc i thought this is a different game altogether it did look like because a different game altogether yeah. i thought this is like a full fledged game by itself but it was actually um uh, an outer worlds dlc which makes me kind of feel like it's going to be really expensive because outer worlds is pretty expensive outer worlds is kind of like it's only on epic game store right now on sale uh so i just looked had a cursory look on it and it's pretty expensive i expect it to be kind of expensive and if the dlc is going to cost extra money i don't know if i'm too excited about paying that much for it but i love the vibe that it set out it had the whole fallout new vegas vibe and everyone calls it the old world blues vibe and the whole retro treatment to it the way they talk about it really reminds me of like um you know how fallout 4 have you seen any of the fallout 4 trailers uh no okay so fallout 4 kind of try to sell a company inside the game uh calling it like the vault i don't remember the name i think it was vault inc or something like that where they kind of sold you the fact that you can survive a ra- like a radioactive radioactive explosion by buying yourself a vault for uh, for emergencies buying yourself a spot in a vault for emergencies and the kind of ads they made were kind of like they looked like they were made in the 60s or the 50s and this is the kind of vibe that uh, this spell on gogan gave me so i am really excited to see what the gameplay looks like and maybe give it a shot later on sounds interesting so yeah let's see i'm not really sure how they'll uh, how the gameplay looks because the gameplay was very the gameplay looked a lot like outer worlds gameplay in general it was not very different but the messaging was cool the treatment was cool so maybe they'll incorporate some of that sounds fun and neat might give it a shot honestly Yeah, I think you should. You'll probably like the Fallout vibe because you like grindy games, and Fallout is quite a grind. It's a linear story, but it's kind of grind. What I really did not like about it is the shooting, but that's a different topic altogether. Anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. Another game, the another game they showed up was Watch Dogs Legion, and that's kind of weird to me because isn't that a Ubisoft game? It is ha huh. when you think of it that way I was very confused as to why they're showing it off here but then again I'm not complaining. They're yeah I think they also game. showed it off on the Ubisoft event right? Yeah they did. Of course they did. I mean Yeah I mean that's it's free marketing. It's not free but, but it's marketing indeed. It's it's marketing but like don't you trust your own platform enough to just put it on there? So I don't feel it's about that. I feel it's more of about reach. Okay, of course. See, because mm-hmm. Microsoft did very aggressive marketing with their event. I think they streamed. That's true. They they streamed it on Xbox's app as well, if I'm not wrong. 
I'm not sure, but maybe yeah. So that is again free marketing. People on Xbox might have just t- tuned in and seen it. Not everybody follows all the different shows that they have. As, as in previously, it was much easier with E3, but now it's so spread out. It's really tough to follow. So doing this is See, but then again, then again, if Ubisoft had the option of showing off games like showing off any game, and if they had a budget of say one game. Why pick Watch Dogs Legion? Why not Far Cry 6 or Valhalla? Uh, that's that's actually a very fair point. Like, like think about it. If you were deciding it, who would you like? Which game would you be putting on here and why? You had Watch Dogs Legion, you had Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and you had the third game, Far Cry 6. Which game would you put on this event for maximum publicity? See, I feel this is a very. This question doesn't have any direct answer because I'll give you points of why each. I'll give you points of why each game they could have put up, and uh-huh. the reasons why I don't think they have done for the same. Okay. Okay. I'll start off with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is I'm pretty sure is the one you were going for. Maybe. <laughs> so the, I, that would have been a big thing for them. But the reason why I don't think they put up something is. because okay so is because after like origins and odyssey a lot like during origins and odyssey a lot of the faithful fans lo- like lost the touch as in they stopped following assassin's creed because it wasn't assassin's creed anymore it became an like it became an rpg which really wasn't ever a thing with assassin's creed there weren't levels to grind for but i mean yeah. obviously they try to win them back by saying there aren't levels anymore so okay. that could be a way reason they could have done the same but i feel another reason i feel is they might not have any newer content and the obviously the previous content they shown was bashed a lot for looking a lot like witcher that's been quite hot waters for having the like the witcher look yeah yeah so i don't think they something much more practical reason i feel is they didn't have a, a more up to date build where they could have been like see this isn't witcher and then coming to far cry i don't think they have anything to show on far cry yet because far cry is way further than either of these two games are when was far cry coming out again far cry is coming in feb i guess far cry is always in the, the early of the year so that 2021 right yeah early months of That's the year that's not That's not very far out though. Comparing, shouldn't they have something? They probably should, but I feel also also another thing I feel about Far Cry Six is their previous trailer was very impactful. I don't think they need anything to follow it up until they have a proper playable build. Watch Dogs Legion available right now, like for playing on the Game Pass. Watch Dogs Legion. Yeah, because I, I think they emphasize a lot on the event that you can play all these games right now in their early builds. on the game pass and a lot of them released after that i don't think watch dogs legion is coming on the xbox game pass is it maybe i'm not sure if it is that would be pretty huge well there are no news on that i don't think it will directly come on game pass because that's taking away a lot of sale from okay i guess that that's that sums it up Bostock Legion has not as much of now not as much PR going for it anyway. Plus, probably has more gameplay than Far Cry 6 does, so that makes sense. Okay, so that's Bostock Legion. 
uh, are we going to talk about the whole no repeating NPCs thing on Lost Talk? Yeah. So, Aren't you really pumped for that? Yeah, I'm actually really pumped. Okay, so how Watch Dogs Legion work is you get to hire or recruit any person, any NPC you see walking down the road. Okay. And you play as them instead. So oh, it does okay. not have one Damn. protagonist. It has a protagonist group. And you make the group. You make the group. And none of the NPCs that you recruit are repeating. A lot of the reviewers, this was a mm-hmm. thing which was like, a lot of reviewers really pointed out is that they didn't find anybody repeating. So do they just look different or is it other things as every, well? Every NPC has a different storyline, has a different mission or a series of missions to recruit or has a different uh, has a different name, has a different look and like has different abilities. Fair, for once the abilities might repeat. That's why. But the story is really different for each one of them, which is really interesting. And also, this leads to multiple different ways of tackling the a same mission. You can go in guns blazing, you can go in via drone, you can... I don't know, there are multiple ways of doing it. It's really insane. Hmm. That's, I've never played a Watch Dogs game before either. And I've heard that the physics was horrible in the first one. The driving physics was sure. horrible. Yeah. Watch Dogs 2 improved a lot and so did Watch Dogs Legion according to a lot of the reviewers. Hmm, nice. Then again, like, Halo driving physics aren't great. They're very different. Like, they aren't aiming to be the same. Yeah. They tried to be very contrarian and then literally nobody picked up. Yeah. Which is fair, honestly. They aren't drawing any comparisons so they can do do their own thing. I mean, they were probably the first ones to come up with that kind of a driving mechanic because what games did exist at the time when Combat Abort launched with that with that driving? Honestly, I have no idea. Like, look at games in 2000, and you mostly don't get a lot of games, do you? GTA 3, I guess. GTA 3 is later. I think it's 2004, isn't it? Maybe. Let me just look it up. GTA 3 is 2001. Oh, that's close. close the, so they did do it better. Halo C, what I think like, as well. Oh, okay. 2001. Okay. I've been wrong so far. Yeah, that's fine. No, never really. Anyway, moving on to the next one. Let's, Let's see. Uh, which ones were we hyped about? The medium. The medium. So it's the switching worlds were... Uh, in which you can switch the words. I have only one thought on this. Okay. So there's a Titanfall 2 mission in which you need to play the mission by... You can basically... This is a big spoiler. Spoiler alert. Space skip to two minutes later if you really care. But okay, so... How that worked was you could press a button which would take you to a... a, Like the same area but in past. And so things were like... Things were properly made and like things weren't broken. And when you could come back to the current time that the walls would be exploded and, sh- and stuff, right? So you would need to keep toggling through them to go through the mission, which is really cool. This kind of actually brings me, I have not played Titanfall 2, so the game is spoiled for me, for me now, I guess. The story is really nice. You must you must give it a shot. Yeah, I, I will play it. Uh, but remember, like, 
when we play halo combat evolved and you can tap through yeah. the old and the kind new kind of graphics. like that kind of like that kind of like that but remember that one wall that just didn't exist yeah it's basically kind of like that then huh it is but not in a buggy but, way yeah not a glitch not a glitch it's a really cool concept so i i really want to yeah, know yeah i love the concept goes. like although would it get irritating after a while like that one mission had a pretty cool vibe but through the whole game do you think that's going to get boring or get overdone overdone that's a good question i mean it completely depends on how it is implemented honestly because if both of them are look slight even like slightly different to the point where you can notice the differences and you'll be eager to see how the world is built i think it'll be a really interesting thing see but i think the whole uh, titanfall 2 mission was that some walls are broken in one world and not in the other so you if you want to get through an area you have to like toggle worlds and then move forward yeah right so mm-hmm. if the medium is just that but in six different levels i feel there is going to be much more driving force of you switching the worlds rather than just finding a path through hmm. okay well let's see yeah let's the- see the whole trailer was kind of in the same building which i hope is not the case for the whole game yeah i am it probably is and let's see yeah if it's open world with like a completely different world when you click the button that's going to be really cool but that's when i don't think it will be that open honestly <laughs> yeah, anyway it it's all speculation but yeah. yeah so let's let's talk about one game that we are speculating a lot about which is avowed Oh wow. This is so at the first glance it looks like Skyrim, does it not? It does, yes. But it really is Elder Scrolls in... is that you? Elder Scrolls is that Elder Scrolls 6. So it's Elder Scrolls 6 trailer did come out like years ago, didn't it? It did not. It wasn't a trailer. It was just a splash screen which said Elder Scrolls 6. Elder Scrolls 6. That's it, right? That is it. Okay so what is about 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 is basically a uh like a first person path pillars of eternity so if anybody ha- if you haven't played pillars of eternity it is a text based uh adventure uh, not text based text focused text driven story based adventure uh similar to what disco elysium is right okay you can have politics in it and what not So think Baldur's Gate but like first person nice okay kind of like a game where you have to talk to everyone and then make a decision yeah yeah that look it looks really interesting though honestly it's set in the same it's made by obsidian studios it's set in the same world as pillars of eternity so it has a lot of lore going for it already if this is also like driving from the same concept as pillars of eternity which is having like a text based adventure and by text based i mean it will still be pretty graphical and have fighting and everything i guess but how would multiplayer work in a game like that if they're even going for it so multiplayer only is a good question it means to be seen whether it will be more of an mmorpg where way where you can go and talk to every single person and then have multiple people in the same instance talking to multiple single people multiple npcs okay so that that so it's it's it remains to be seen there's a lot of way they can 
they haven't like revealed a whole lot but from what i can tell from what i can tell if they make a multiplayer thing it's got to be kick ass because the if it's just so cool in the trailer i just yeah. have to mention that <laughs> yeah, of course uh is it yeah, the like, first person only is the second question that i have i think so like if they showcase the first person so much in the short trailer that they had i feel like they're going to do a first person only thing i don't know how much and that I've, will be like honestly I also feel like it'll be diff- it'll be kind of different from Pillars of Eternity. Of course, I mean they need to sell both the games. Yeah, I don't think they're too concerned about selling Pillars of Eternity. I feel like it's kind of run its course. Or okay, so hear me out with this. So okay. Pillars of Eternity Two is a thing. Okay. Okay, and if they want to make a sequel to that. they might not call it pillars of eternity 3 but they could just call it about give them give it a complete blank slate but be placed in the same world with no prior ex- expectations of wait it was like this in pillars of eternity it needs to be similar in about hmm that could actually fare well for them because they would be targeting a new audience oh, as well like as a like a new in quotes audience yeah So don't know it's the base it's basically the same game and people who gave a stinker to pillars of eternity could actually play about, about and think yeah, yeah, yeah it's a different game this is the route they should have gone with assassin's creed origins sure true just gone for a different game altogether well i haven't played the assassin's creed like the later assassin's creed games so i'm yet to be disappointed but i kind of have a feeling that i won't be I'll give it a try I guess. Um I like the philosophy eternity genre especially with Disco Elysium. So I'll give it a try. Yeah, I guess so. I'll, I I want to play about but I'm not so so sure about Pillars of Eternity. I have played a little Disco Elysium and I've heard a lot about it. But I've I've played my fair share of text-based games and I'm tired. <laughs> fair enough. Anyway, moving on. Uh, the last few games we have here is tell me, tell why. me why it's a game by don't not development developers and before we get into the game i really 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 want to make a backstreet boys reference but i think we'll get copyright for it yeah so i'm just going to state that there is a backstreet boys reference that i wanted to make but i can't that's a sad one indeed anyway so it's by don't not developers don't not developers are the people who made life is strange who made vampire so they have a big company behind it and yeah and they're really well established in this market they're like the whole sibling dynamic was pretty cool and right. somehow cool. and especially the flashback aspect yeah like though it was weird like they were having flashbacks in the story and i feel like if you can play through the flashback it's going to like transition well into how it looks like the medium i hope it does not go there i yeah I oh, hope it does not go there. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like every game is just having flashbacks and letting you play through those. Yeah, honestly, yeah. But for some reason, it gave me kind of a vibe of Alan Wake, with just the whole uh, literary horror kind of aspect. Where like, okay, have you played Alan Wake? I have indeed played Alan Wake. So uh, you know how with Alan Wake, the whole thing is that a story is being written and you are 
playing the story that you are also reading at the same time yeah i have a feeling this is going to kind of have that kind of a vibe where they find they are going through the story that they are finding bits and pieces of everywhere it's it's a meta aspect which i find really cool i don't know i really liked the like the story it was pushing this the sibling dynamic i i really want to play through it and give it a shot honestly it's a very strong story it's kind yeah, of rare in these times story driven which is interesting but i think don't not has made a bunch of good story games yeah of course so, like the strange case in point yeah kind of expected from them yeah okay and i think our last notable game uh i have something to say about everwilds everwilds okay, so, is, is 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 looks pretty cool though it, yeah the so the kind I, of the whole animal husbandry aspect of it looks pretty cool my problem with the game is i loved how it looked and i loved what they were trying to push and the trailer looked really great but when i'm playing the game what am i supposed to do yeah it has a big focus on animals i really don't know animals dying no, but what are you supposed to do in like with the animals even like is it a game where you're literally just handling a farm oh i feel okay so it's probably story driven in which every animal has some use Okay. I kind of have a feeling that they'll go for like the sandbox game, where you can like an open-ended. There will be a story, but you can also just maintain a sandbox and just chill. There's honestly very little about this out yet. So. Yeah, it's very little. Yeah, but uh, I feel like the um, there's a pattern with these games that I find. Um, we look at. One second. I remember this PS5 game that came out not very long ago, which looked. kind of like this ps5 um, yes at the ps5 event there was a game oh, okay. uh that looked kind of like like this wow the top game is look like that looked like like breath of the wild style and everything also i just this just in um you know i was saying that dev said they don't know what type of game it's going to be that's very convenient and it's nowhere real near release it's like a 2022 game maybe damn okay and the game you're talking about is genshin impact genshin impact yeah okay nice looks so Japan, yeah Japan, but i don't know looks pretty cool i remember the sonic studios game that came out in between where everyone is talking about how the creator of sonic made a game and then it was a platformer that looked a lot like sonic and then i thought yeah i kind of ex- i should have expected that oh let's see how it goes i'm not much to yeah i'm pretty hyped for it as well like i feel like everwild is going to be a fun game to look at like i would rather stream about it like i would rather stream it and watch someone play it yeah probably like i would love to see like it's a very chill game from the like from the first looks of it yeah, it looks pretty chill on yeah yeah they could make it really dark if they wanted but to the but the deer die really really like caught me off not gonna lie in the trailer the bambi moment yeah the bambi moment anyway, okay i think about it for now i guess yeah i think there was no other games that we found pretty interesting oh except There's another Forza. 
there's another Forza which Aman isn't really hyped about, but I am because Forza. Okay, so hear me out, Aman. Okay, every I have defense, but go on. Okay, every previous Forza has really pushed the limits of how it does graphically. Because every time a new console is out, the first modest Forza and it looks amazing on it. Honestly, I can still go back to the last Forza game which released and still be like awed at the graphics. Honestly. Played Forza Motorsport 4 on my Xbox 360, and I loved that. Like it's a eight-year-old game at this point. Yeah. So. But it still looks amazing. Really hit it out of the park with the graphics. So I'm really hyped for it. It's it's at this point it's become a yearly release like a Forza 2021 we might as well call it. But whatever, like so I'm really hyped because the graphics are amazing. The graphics are insane. It's actually one of the best looking games on the event. Yeah. I think they do they do this just so that they can show off that we can do the best levels of graphics. Of course. So my problem with Forza and it's not really a problem it's just a it's a compliment which has a backhanded insult on it. The compliment is that they always look amazing. The problem is they release every year with not as much content as I would like on it. I mean then again what kind of content do you want in a racing game? Look at Need for Speed. I mean I mean Need for Speed most wanted. So I still miss those days. Two types of racing games. One is a very story driven racing game and the other is a very like race car project cars type racing uh-huh. game. So I feel they're going for the latter at this point. Yeah, I mean I would love to see them implement a story because they have done stuff like Forza Horizon was a very not story driven but it had a very nice um, direction to it. Like Forza Horizon games had a pretty nice direction to it. It was very different from the Forza Motorsport games. Fair enough. And like I think they have the thing to do it. Like they have the um I think they have the file. Like they have the power. They have the storytellers. It is an Xbox game. It like it is a Microsoft exclusive game. So like, might as well go for me telling better stories, maybe. So, no new news. No news of AOE four. Sadly, Age of Empires four, another cyberpunk in the making. It's it's too early to say that. Too early to say that. So one new tweet was Microsoft is having a new announcement in August. Oh yeah, they might do an August event as well. Apparently. Yeah, so we had an announcement of an announcement. Xbox Wait, One X and Xbox One S digital are dead. Oh right, yeah. Care to explain? Well, I get it because the One X, not no, I don't get it as much, but I think they're trying to cut down their inventory. And the One S digital, I think they are going to make the Xbox One S cheaper and just go like, yeah, just buy this. I don't think they want to keep too much inventory of the old stuff and keep making the old stuff because that's too many SKUs at this point, right? There's the One X, the One S digital, the One S. Do you think and they come the out different... with a uh, non-disc uh-huh. version of the new one, Series X? I'm pretty sure they will, but it's a very large console anyway, so like might as well put a CD drive too, right? PS5 is larger though. PS5 is larger. PS5 is still largest console at this point, isn't it? I don't think so. It's still more desk, like it's more table worthy. Like your TV cabinet is still going to accommodate the PS5. The Xbox, not really. No, 
uh, it's going to be considerably the like PS5 is considerably taller than your Xbox. But if you place it vertically, right, it's still thinner. It is thinner, but okay. So the dimensions of a PS5 are 15 by 4 by 8. Okay. Whereas an Xbox Series X is 11 by 6 by 6. That makes the Xbox sound very small. Yeah. I mean... That's not so bad. It's not bad at all. But I think the 6 inches of height is going to get to the all the cabinets which have been made for thinner stuff. Yeah. See, at, like, at this I mean, point, or you can all the consoles... Up front, like, straight. Yeah, but it's too down. tall for that. Like, it's going to... Like, my TV is not that high up from my cabinet. So if I place it on my, like, on the top of my cabinet, it's going to get in the way of my TV. Sure, volume-wise, the PlayStation 5 is 30%, about 30% more volume than the Xboxes. What are they doing with all that space? Hopefully good thermals. I hope so. I mean, the Xbox has really good thermals, apparently. And it has a CD driver. It still does not look out of place. Yeah, true. Like, it's a boring design, but I think that's a good thing. The PS5, yeah, the PS5 design is kind of like, it's like a space shuttle, but in a more 2012 way. I see, I see. In other news, there's a yet another Sims 4 DLC. At this point, I feel like The Sims is going to end when The Simpsons end. At this point, I don't even know. They're trying to milk the franchise so hard. There are like, I don't know, like 17 DLCs. That's an arbitrary number. Please stop. Yeah. What? Like, is there still an audience for it? See, I love playing the Sims, for Sims games, honestly. But I don't find the DLCs worth the extra money. It's, it's really a big money-hungry move. So there was this DLC related to pets. Uh-huh. And to get the full content of the pets DLC, you needed to buy another DLC, which was my first pets or something. So I don't get what they're going for at this point. Isn't it a sandbox? Like I've never played Sims 4 at least. I've played the earlier Sims games. And uh, is, like, aren't all the Sims games kind of slightly story-based, but mostly sandboxes? It's None of them are story-based at all. Like, not story-based, but in terms of, like, you can have your own thing going on. It's just, it's a sequence of things. It's still, like, very sandboxy. It is very sand- sandboxy. You can do whatever so you want. Why do you why do you need so many DLCs if it's so, a sandbox? Okay, so, it's just added content. There is a, some ads, DL, like, some ads, uh, pets, some DLCs add vampires, some DLCs add aliens, those kind of things. It's content DLCs, like, sheer, like... Just characters and things like that. I'm surprised that that the modding community is not doing all of that anyway. Good point. Okay, so it's like, so there was a vampire DLC in which you could bite, a vampire can bite you and you can become a vampire. And there was a whole different aspect of living as a vampire. So I can see the market, but I can't see the market for these many. I also feel like if they just opened up modding, they won't have to sell any DLCs. Then again, they wouldn't make any money. Exactly, that it's for them. People are still buying it. Are people still buying it? Like, is it still that relevant? I don't see it anywhere. Probably is. Otherwise, why would they keep developing for it, honestly? I guess. 
there's a lot to see here and we'll come out with more content about these these games soon but until then i guess we're done we're done now we are done do we have an outro or do we just wing it thanks for hearing us out catch you all in the next one